Welcome to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin, and I'm here with Pastor Jeff. And however, and wherever you may be listening, we're so glad you're tuned in today. Uh, Pastor Jeff, we are continuing our topic, Searching for Satisfaction. Mm. You know, it's something that everyone is searching for, but very few people seem to find it. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, as the, uh, the, the 20th century poet... Mick Jagger used to say, yes. I can't get no can't satisfaction. Get no satisfaction. <laughs> I know at the time of this recording, as a matter of fact, you're dealing with a little bit of tooth issue got a little we bit were of talking tooth about. Going on. Yeah. I just got over a stomach bug. So, mm. you know, when we think of satisfaction. How satisfying of, was that? Yeah. How satisfying <laughs> was that? We think of satisfaction, we think of physically, you know, right. being in good shape and being yep. healthy. But we're actually talking about it from a different aspect. Right. Yeah. We're talking about it from a spiritual aspect. It's kind of continuing our series of searching for satisfaction. And we're going through uh, what we call the Beatitudes, which was the beginning of Jesus's most famous sermon, which is the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, he starts with all of these, blessed are these certain people. And we're in Matthew chapter five, verse nine, where it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. And so we're talking at it, we're coming at this searching for satisfaction from a spiritual perspective, not from a temporal, earthly kind of perspective. And what Jesus is telling us in this passage is that satisfaction is not found in having the right mm-hmm. circumstances, but in having the right attitude. Right. So many times we right. think, well, if my circumstances or my situation would change, mm. then I would be happy. I would be satisfied. I would be at peace. Yeah. But what Jesus actually will tell us is uh, the Beatitudes, as somebody said, are the attitudes that ought to be. And <laughs> right. like in many things, there's a part that we have to play, and then there's also a part that really that, that God has to play. And so when I think of the part that we have to play and the part that God has to play, when it comes to peace, you know, how do we make it? How how do we Mm. get it, Pastor Jeff? How do I attain peace when I – it seems to be so elusive today. It seems (laughs) to be something that everybody's searching for. And and I think it starts with me understanding that I have a part to play, but even before that – I've got to understand what God's part is in this. Yeah, yeah. And let's just stop for a second and say, you know, to the listener and to the viewer that, you know, we don't have this figured out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are areas in my life where I am still searching for peace. And I know for you the same is true. No doubt. And, And I think it will always be that way while we're here on this earth because we'll never truly find the peace that we really want until... Our, our life here on earth is is finished, and we are in the presence of God, and then we will have that ultimate peace that we're looking for. Now, ultimately, we won't have peace until we are in the presence of the Prince of Peace. Correct. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. But in but the while meantime, we're here on earth, we do need to understand that there's there's different parts that we have to play. God plays a part. And I think we've got to understand God's part to begin mm. with. And and I think Judges teaches us that Judges chapter six, verse twenty four teaches us that that peace is part of God's plan. Yeah, God doesn't want us to be stressed out. He doesn't want us to be overloaded. He doesn't want us to be overwhelmed. Uh, yeah. a matter of fact, in Judges chapter six, uh it's the uh, w- the Lord is called Jehovah Shalom, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord our peace. You, you might know, especially in Jewish culture, that that word Shalom, if 
people don't know hardly any uh, uh, Jewish Hebrew words, they probably yeah. have heard the word shalom, shalom yeah. and they probably yeah. know it means peace, that God from the beginning, he is our peace, and he planned peace for us. Jesus basically ha- has said that. And yeah. so we, we see it's planned by the Father. The Father long ago planned it, yeah. but not only that, the Son purchased it. Right. When Jesus died on the cross, was buried and rose from the dead, he purchased our peace. Right. Colossians 1, uh, verses 19 and 20 says, For God was pleased mm. to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Christ, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. So, so peace was planned long ago for our lives by God the Father. Peace was purchased by God the Son. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 2 reminds us, for Christ Jesus himself is our peace. Mm. He's made the two one, destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, the barrier, whatever it is that's keeping you and I from peace, Christ has destroyed it because of his death on on the cross. He's conquered all things, whatever right. the stress, whatever the anxiety, that he has purchased peace for us. That, that friend, wherever you're listening and however you're listening today, that, that you can have peace not from the storms of life, but in the midst of the storms Absolutely of life. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And it's, such, it's so comforting. I mean, if you listen to that, all of the action so far <laughs> in finding peace is taking place in God's court, right? Yeah, we God we, planned it. We, God yeah. purchased it, and I think another aspect of it is that it's provided to us by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, we read in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Right there it is. Correct. And so many times when it comes to that, we think we've got to like strain real hard mm-hmm. to produce the fruit of the spirit but uh, which the, is kind of the opposite of peace which really, is the opposite of think peace. about it exactly <laughs> you know the here's a deep thought for you pastor jeff are okay, you ready i'm okay. ready i'm ready the fruit of the spirit is the fruit of the spirit it's not the fruit of us oh. it's not the fruit of our effort it's not the fruit think of the orange tree Right. You know, my parents live down in a retirement community in Florida, and right. every time I go visit them, I'm I'm driving down the highway, and I can roll down the windows, and you can just hear those orange trees straining out those oranges, right? <laughs> no. I mean, orange trees naturally produce oranges. Right. Apple trees naturally produce apples. Mm. The Spirit, once we walk by the Spirit, live by the Spirit, keep in step by the Spirit, the Spirit naturally mm. produces its fruit, one of which is peace. I mean, technically speaking, we don't make peace. Jesus made peace for us by shedding his blood mm. on the cross, and the Spirit provides peace for us as we walk in the Spirit, live by the Spirit, and keep in step by the Spirit, so too often we don't have peace because we're trying to make peace. Right. So let me say that again. So often we don't have peace because we are trying to make peace Uh rather than just accept the peace that God has planned, the Son has purchased, and the Spirit has provided. Wow. 
And that's just so, to me, that's just amazing. And it kind of goes back to salvation. I mean, God kind of did all of the work, kind of, not kind (laughs) of, God did all of the work involved in saving us. God has already done all of the work involved in us having peace. And it's simply up to us to, to just, you know, we have a part to play too, and we need to talk about that. But I think really there's this gift of peace that's there and to have a gift, you simply have to accept it. Yeah, Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 27, my peace I give to you. Yeah. And so mm. Jesus is giving us peace. Why aren't most of us then operating in peace? Why yeah. are most of us anxious and stressed out and worried and overwhelmed? <laughs> and maybe it's because we don't understand our part. Yeah. And after the break, mm. when we get back, we probably need to dive back into what is Definitely. our part so we can obtain peace. We'll be right back after this short break. Have you been enjoying On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff? If so, then feel free to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast for more episodes. For any more information, please check out our website at www.fincastlebaptist.org slash OTW, or you can send us an email at OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. That's OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. Now back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On The Way. I'm Pastor Jeff here with Pastor Kevin, and we are talking today about peace. Peace, man. Yeah. You know, the... the not that kind of Not peace. that kind of peace. The guys no. were... Peace, bro. Right? You know? You know? Nah, nah. Yeah. Make make peace, not war. You right, know, the, the right. cry of the 70s. We're, uh, we're talking about more <laughs> an internal peace, uh, right. a spiritual peace. Uh, contentment would be a synonym you could use yep. for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, how not just you know the mother of the toddler? I want some peace and quiet. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's just yeah. uh, it's not that. And we've said that God had a part to play. Yeah, definitely. And he's played his part. Right. Yeah. God provided peace for us through the Spirit. He planned the peace. Hmm. He purchased this peace. And now I think, and, and we we kind of came to the point at the last session, uh, just that maybe we don't have peace because we don't truly understand our role in it. Because there is a part that God plays, but there's also a part that we play in having peace. And so we need to dive into that. How do I get peace? What is my part in attaining peace in my life? Well, I'm so excited, Pastor Jeff, because I'm going to help you here. Uh, uh, To get peace in your life, (laughs) you knew it was coming. I have an acrostic. I have an acrostic. (laughs) I I knew it. Help you just so you can remember. But again, let's make sure we understand the foundation. Okay. The foundation is that I've got to understand God's part. And as Mm. I said last segment, often we don't have peace because we are just trying to look for peace. Yeah. On our own. We're just trying to try harder, do better. Right. And there's a part we have to play, but we've got to understand the foundation that peace has been planned by the Father, it was purchased by the Son, and it's been provided by the Spirit. Jesus said, I'm giving you peace. Right. And as we said last time, I've got to receive that. Well, how do I receive his peace? Yeah. That's my part. I've got to receive his peace. Well, this first the of all, acrostic. Give, uh, us the the, acrostic. give us the acrostic. Okay. P. Well, for P, you got to have a plan. Well, yeah. Right? Of I mean, Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter uh, 5, a little few verses later in verse 24. He said, If you remember that somebody has something against you, mm. you go and try to make it 
right with that person. In other words, you take the initiative. Uh, mm. If the conflict will not be resolved accidentally, it doesn't just poof, go away. Right. You've got to intentionally right. deal with the conflict. And, and, and how do you do it? You do it at once. That's what he said. At once you go and make it right. It, yeah. it, it's kind of like yeah. what Paul said in Ephesians chapter uh, 5, you don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, mm. you, you settle, keep short accounts. Don't postpone it. Don't delay it. Mm. Don't sweep it under the rug and hope it'll get better. Make a plan. Be proactive to obtain peace. You know, that that passage that you referenced in Matthew 5, 24, is very, it's a very convicting passage mm. because it doesn't say if you have something against your brother. It says if your brother has – if you know that your brother has something against you. Correct. You take the high road. You take the initiative. It says leave your offering and go make it right with him and then come back. Right. Because that's the only way for that offering to be acceptable in the sight of God. And so, I, I mean, I know personally I have dealt with some issues in my life where, you know, some some relational issues with people where I, that verse has just been yeah. smacking me in the face. Do everything you can yeah. to make a plan to find peace with the other person. But then E, to follow our acrostic, I've got to eliminate what I'm going to call the enemies of peace. Mm. I mean, there are certain things that we know do not provide peace in our life. Yeah. Uh, Toddlers. uh, (laughs) Um, Traffic. uh, (laughs) Cats. Cats. Yes, there you go. You know, there are certain Uh, things that do not. You can send those emails to. (laughs) (laughs) That do not provide peace in our life. So I've got to eliminate something. It's kind of like the person that says, I'm trying to go on a diet, but they keep candy bars in their desk at work. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Or the person whose struggle is alcohol addiction, Mm. and they keep Budweiser in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. It's just not – you've got to eliminate some things. Right. You know some things, some triggers, if you will. Yeah. And Philippians chapter 4 kind of talks about this. He, He says, here's the problem. He says, do not be anxious for anything, but that's the problem. We are anxious. Right. So then he gives us the method to overcome our anxiety, but in everything with prayer and petition, bring your request to God. And then here's the solution. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So Mm. I've got the problem. I shouldn't be anxious, but I know I am. The method to overcome it, prayer, thanksgiving, and then God's promised solution is peace. Mm. So, and, and I and, love where it says it says that in Philippians four that that it will guard your heart, yes, and your, your mind. mind, because I think there's a lot of attaining peace and having peace that's a mind game. Well, no doubt. I mean, we've said many times that the greatest battle we all fight, and we fight yeah. it constantly. We fight it 365 days yep. a week. Uh, I mean, days a year, we fight it every day, and the greatest battlefield is the six inches between our ears. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, and that's why the Bible constantly tells us to guard our minds, to eliminate the the enemies of peace. So if I'm if I'm what's my part? I got a plan. I got to eliminate the enemies of peace. And in A P E A, I've got to attack the problem, not the person. Ah. Uh. I was going to say, 
it seems to me like when you eliminate some of the enemies of peace, it might involve perhaps a relationship. Correct. Because a lot of the stress and the yeah. enemy of peace is a result of relationships that are not what they should be. Yeah. So you've got to eliminate that, but you're not attacking that person. You're attacking the problem of not having peace or the problem of that person being an enemy of peace. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Oh, I don't like that verse. You know, <laughs> but a harsh word stars, stirs up anger. Yes. Ephesians uh. 4, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for, for building, building up. others mm. up according mm. to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So mm. in the midst of the relationship difficulty, I've got to make a plan. I've got to eliminate e. some things. I've e. got to attack the problem, a. not the person. Yeah. Now what's the C? C, I, I've just got to cooperate. I just got to get along, <laughs> not make mountains out of mohills. Not yeah. everything is a crisis. Not everything is the sky is not always falling. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I love what Romans chapter 12 says, as oh, yeah. much as possible, as far as it depends upon you, <laughs> live at peace with all men. And uh-huh. I like how he says that at the beginning. As, as much, much as, as it possible. depends upon you, yeah. Yeah. if it's possible, <laughs> because sometimes you just are not going to have peace. You're not going to be able to cooperate with that coworker or that mm. family member that gets under your skin because, you know, let's be honest, Pastor Jeff, it's November. Yeah. And oh, that means that Thanksgiving is only a few weeks away. That's ago. right. Family's going to be coming in, right? And all of us, as I say <laughs> almost every year, uh, there's normally that that one uncle or that one cousin or that one family member that that yeah. really gets under your skin, mm. and as I always say, if you can't think of anybody at this moment, it's you. <laughs> it's <probably> you. <laughs> Everybody thinks that of you. Yeah, and I always say too. Sometimes the best part of family coming for holidays is the taillights when they're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's not true. I love my family. <laughs> so, so we got to cooperate, right? right? As believers. As Christians, if I want peace with other people, plan, eliminate the enemies, attack the problem, not the person, cooperate, and then I think I've got to emphasize relationships above resolution. You might not be able to resolve the issue but you should always seek to maintain the relationship. You know, and I think that's that right there is one of the things that is missing in our society today. Oh, yes. You cannot disagree with someone anymore. And they're not right. they're not looking for for gone are the days where where we could agree to disagree. Right. You know, now it's you have to affirm me, you have to to approve of everything I'm doing and there's so much that that's a whole nother uh, podcast in and of itself right, right there. Right. But P, plan. E, eliminate enemies of peace. A, attack the problem, not the person. C, cooperate. And E, emphasize relationships above resolution. Yeah, I know we're That's up good. against a break, but before we go, let's just encourage our listener. It yeah. is possible mm-hmm. to, you can walk arm in arm together without having to see eye to eye on every issue. That's true. You can walk arm in arm. You can have reconciliation without having the resolution of every disagreement. Yeah. You might not always agree about everything with that family member or that coworker or that friend, but you can 
maintain the relationship. And so we'll be right back after this short break. You've been listening to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. We'd love to invite you to Fincastle Baptist Highlands Campus. We're excited for you to join our church family. With programs and events for men, women, kids, youth, and the general church, you are sure to find a place to belong and feel connected to our community. On Sundays at 9.30 a.m., we have connect groups where you can study the Bible and share life experiences. Then at 10.45 a.m., join us for our in-person service with live worship and a message from one of our pastors. If you have kids, we've got you covered. Your children can join us for a biblical time of lessons. Kids Church happens at the same time as our main services, so both you and your child can hear the Word of God. Our youth don't get left out on Sundays either. On Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., Fancastle Students Ignite happens. This is a great time of fellowship, games, and study in God's Word. There are a lot more events happening at Fincastle Baptist, and for more information, visit us at www.fincastlebaptist.org highlands. Now, back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On the Way. I'm Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Pastor Jeff, and we are having a great discussion about peace. We've talked about how we can make peace. We talked about that God has a part, and we have a part. But now I think, Pastor Jeff, this last segment, we ought to maybe transition into whose job is it? Yeah. I I mean, whose job is it ultimately to provide peace? I mean, who is the focus on this verse? In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. You know, we, we all are in a storm. It's been said you're either in a storm you just got out of a storm or you're about ready to go in a storm, hmm. whether it be emotionally, whether it be your health, your finances, a relationship, right. you know, what, what, how do I, how do I let the peace of Christ rule in my hearts? Well, that's Colossians one, uh, three that you just, you yeah. just quoted there. Colossians three fifteen. let the peace of Christ to which you were called mm. in one body rule your hearts. Mm. And I think, it, it, you know, peace comes as we we surrender more and more. I believe to to Christ and to God and to His will for our life. Um, I know in my life and and I know in yours as well. The times where I've really not had peace in my life, it's often been because, uh, you know, we're our own worst enemy. Mm. Uh, I'm fighting against something that I know God wants me to do. I'm I'm pushing back on on a mission that He's given me that I don't really want to do and and. When I come to that with submission, with with a heart attitude of willingness, then a lot of times that peace just kind of naturally falls into place. Mm. And so how do we do that? How do we let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts? I, you know, I think, it, again, it goes back to what we just talked about. We've got to understand our part. We've got to understand God's part. Yeah, because I love what Second Corinthians 5 says, all of this is from God. Through Christ, God made peace between us and himself, Mm. and God gave us the work of telling everyone about the peace we can have with him. There's really two parts in that verse, okay? All of it's from God, but through Christ, God made peace between us and himself. So who gives peace? We've got to understand that God gives peace. And you know what that means? That means that... You can't work harder. Mm. You can't do more. You can't try harder, be better, whatever, any of that, that God did this. Mm -hmm. God made this peace between us. Mm. 
And then it gives us a clear mission at the end of that verse. Yeah, and the second part, and God gave us the work of telling everyone about the peace we can have with him. So we do have a part to play. Who gives peace? Well, God gives peace, but we are to give peace. We have a job. He's given us a responsibility of telling everyone about the peace we can have with him. Mm-hmm. But I think I think uh, a lot of times though we do that in an unpeaceful way. <laughs> you know, I'm reminded of First Peter three, where it says, you know, give a defense, be ready to give the answer for why you have hope or why you might have peace in your life. But it says the next verse we often forget about. It says, but do this with gentleness and respect. Mm. Which, if you're a peacemaker, you're more than likely going to be a gentle person. You're going to be respectful because, let's face it, we don't want to respect, we don't want to have peace with someone who's constantly disrespecting us. Sure. You know, so I think, yes, God made this peace between us and himself, and he gave us the mission of telling others about that peace, but we have to do it in the right kind of way. Yeah, he said he has given us the ministry of reconciliation, just as he brought uh, us together to himself, he wants to use us to bring people together. You know, when, when, when there's, you know, when, when there's disharmony, when there's conflict, when there's division, you know, when we act like God, we are blessed. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the peacemakers. God was a peacemaker. That's what he did. We're, we're blessed. We're, we're, we're happy when we are an agent of Peace. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's it's the mark of a real believer. Really, mm. is that a a true believer has peace? You know, and and I've seen that in in many times where a lot of people I know have been through some really difficult times, or they're going through some really difficult situation in their life, and it just emphasizes the fact that satisfaction and peace isn't found in the right circumstances. It's found in having the right attitude. And and these believers have this overwhelming peace. Like, I just want to be around them in their difficult time because their peace rubs off on me. <laughs> yeah, so far too often, somebody said it this way, a real believer has peace right. and but that's makes not the end peace. Of it. Right. They have it, but they also make it. See, but yeah. a lot of people think they have peace with God, but what they really have is a ceasefire. Yeah. What they really have is a truce. They basically mm. say, God, you stay on your side. You know, you stay up there in heaven and let me run my own life. You know, I won't bother you. You don't bother me. Mm. That That's not peace. That's a scary place to be because <laughs> right. really you're either at peace with God or you're at war with God. Mm. There's no in-between ground. You really might think you have a ceasefire with God, but... You really, you're still at war with him, and that's a scary place to find yourself. But once you have made peace with him and you have a relationship mm-hmm. with him, you can be a maker of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. St. Francis of Assisi used to pray, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Mm. Again, the most Christ-like thing you can do is bring people together. Every time you share your faith, every time you invite someone to church, every time you try to bring people together where there's conflict, you are blessed. Mm. Blessed are the peacemakers and they will be called the sons of God. What an amazing thought that we get to be called the actual sons and daughters of God. But there's a, there's a step, a step-by-step process before 
you can make peace with others. Hmm. When it says we're a peacemaker, before right. you can do that, you first have to make peace with God, which will result in peace with yourself. Because you can't give out peace. You can't hmm. be a peacemaker from a place of no peace. You have to start from a place of peace. And if we can help you with that, we would love to be able to hear from you, the listener. You can send us an email. Uh, we're so thankful that you listened today. You would do us a great favor if you would rate, review, and share this podcast. It just helps us get the word out to more people yep. and uh, spread the word. As we are all on the way somewhere, right. our desire is that you would make sure that you're on the way to heaven. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Do you have a question for the pastors? Feel free to email us at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. To listen to more On The Way, visit fincastlebaptist.org slash on the way. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for joining us while you are on the way.